Hello and welcome back to the When You're Podcast, the podcast for when you're doing anything. Today we're talking about when you're watching Pixar's Ratatouille, or just Ratatouille. I don't know why I needed to put the Pixar in front of it. When you're watching Ratatouille, Ratatouille is a Pixar film, uh, Pixar, Disney Pixar uh, animated studios, and it is directed by Brad Bird. Now, I don't feel the need to kind of explain this movie I mean, just go watch it, you know? So I'm going to be talking a little bit about it. I'll give you a basic summary. A rat wants to cook, plays with a guy's hair to move him to become an expert chef. And chaos ensues, you know? The world of of culinary arts is displayed to become uh, great cooks, to to be something great. So... The movie follows Remy. He's the main character. He is a rat. Now, a rat cannot be a chef because, one, they're a rat. They're an animal. They're steamed as uncleanly. And his friend or owner, let's let's say friend, right? His friend, his human counterpart, his other half, Linguini, takes him in and they work together to become a master chef to become one 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 thing where remy is the brain and linguini is the body he's the one who can look the part who can really sell that the the dream who can give remy the dream of being a an amazing professional chef now a big theme of this movie and it it was kind of when i was looking up like what, what are the main themes? You know, I, I, I kind of already pieced it together myself, but I just wanted to be absolutely certain. The main theme of the movie and how it was described on Google, it was kind of just, it was about uh, how minority groups, well, not my, well, yes, kind of, but the, the minority groups are treated as less like they don't get recognized as much when they do anything even if it is great and the the movie kind of embodies that with Remy who is in the end he's a professional chef but nobody knows it right only a select few know it only maybe the kitchen crew know it but to the rest of the people to the audience to the people in his restaurant they just think that Oh, the chef is back there and they're cooking. It's not Remy. It's not a rat cooking, you know? And that's how it feels to be in a, in, in a minority group, you know, uh, in those kinds of situations where you don't get recognized no matter how good you are or uh, even when you, you know, when you're really great at something, you still don't get the, the full-blown recognition. Nobody knows. But as long as it's what you love to do. And there was also the theme of it has to be, you have to take risks and you have to do whatever it takes, whatever you love. You know, you take risks in the things that you love and you actually pursue your passions and you'll achieve success no matter what you do. And that's what happens in the movie. He took a big gamble betting on Linguini. He didn't know how to cook prior. Uh, He could have killed him. He could have drowned him. There, There was no good way for their relation it shouldn't have worked but it did and it was magnificent it was glorious and it led to this beautiful partnership to this ability 
to live out a dream, to be good, to be good chefs, to be good cooks, to um, live up to a family name of sorts. And that's what I really enjoyed about the movie is that no matter what, as long as you're passionate about it, you can do it, you know? Uh, one of my favorite sayings from the movie is from Gusto, where he's like, food, uh, food will come, Remy. Food always comes to those who love to cook. You know, that's, I love that part because I, I never, you know, I, I equate it to like cars. It's like, if you love to fix engines, there's always going to be a car around, I guess, right? But for food, is like, if you love to cook, if that's really your passion, if it's really what you want to do, if it's something that is definitely for you, you're going to eat, right? That's that's a given. Whereas for cars, it kind of feels like if you love cars, maybe you'll work on a car. Maybe you'll get the opportunity to do that. You know, it doesn't feel as necessary. Is what I'm trying to get at. Is that like food always comes to those who love to cook, but I don't know if like engineers always get to work on planes or cars or certain trucks and vehicles and all kinds of different things, you know? But I guess it all depends, right? As long as you're passionate and you take risks and you're a go-getter, I think you, you can do it. Now, I would be remiss if I did not talk about food. The food in this movie looks beautiful. It's very tiny. Um, I don't recall seeing a big steak at all. In oh, well, I did. There it actually is. When the, the rat is punching it, you know, they're trying to tenderize it during the uh, the final um, cooking scene with all of the rats in the kitchen. They're trying to make the meal for uh, all the customers in the restaurant after all of the employees quit. They left. Now, the reason I chose Ratatouille for today's uh, episode of the podcast is because we are approaching the biggest day of food, right? It's Thanksgiving is coming up and it's like the one holiday that's like centered around food. I mean, I guess Christmas has cookies and chocolate milk and, and you can have like a, like a, a Christmas dinner, you know, you can, you can definitely do that. But I feel like Thanksgiving is definitely like it's made for that one time of year for you to have like a meal with all of your family. You know, Halloween is definitely spooky and it has candy, but it's not a meal. Thanksgiving is the first like family together meal. And so I feel like following in like a kitchen theme for like this month or something for like the movie reviews or, you know, maybe other episodes. But the 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 food in this movie is particularly I mean it just makes you fall in love with with every single thing that they try or they eat or that you see it looks absolutely uh delicious like when um Linguini gives Remy like some grapes and a piece of bread or whatever he's like you did really good tonight or he goes you really did it tonight and he puts it down and he gives him like a little pat on the head and he's like, go ahead and eat, buddy. You know, live it up. He's got grapes. He's got cheese. He's got bread. You know, maybe a little bit of wine, you know, for, for Remy. And then his brother comes up and he ruins the whole vibe. So seeing that, that grape, that bread, that cheese, you just know it's going to be the most delicious of it all. 
and that's how I felt when he was describing the the tastes of like a piece of cheese and then the strawberry and then combine them together and then you see all the colors and the the world is like beautiful it's harmony you know it all mixes well together and that's what I, I really love about this movie even when I was a kid when I first watched it I was it made me love cooking it made me be like I want to cook like that I want to be in a restaurant I want to do I want to do that and I don't have a restaurant I don't in particularly cook at the highest level but I do love to cook I do like to make meals. I do like to invent. I do like to try certain foods. And I try to figure out, like, what's the best recipe for me? You know, what do I like? What's the recipe given? And then how can I modify it to my advantage? Which is what everyone does to their liking, you know? Some people are picky eaters. Some people, you know, prefer everything, everything. Things like that. But for this movie, the food... I mean, it just the the main one was the the final the final dish, the ratatouille. Uh, watching Remy make the soup makes make cooking so much fun. It's not just like a regular human like cutting it up on the board and then he puts it there, right? Remy has to do acrobatics. He has to do like a, he has to have a whole setup going just to really really make this this uh, soup. And that's what I like about it is the the effort. That he puts into it. And that's the kind of thing that you can only notice. Because he's so small. Because he is a rat. And the dedication. And what he has to. What boundaries there are. You know. He's he's a small little. You know. Tiny rat. And there's a big pot of soup. How do you get up there? Oh you get the ladle. You twist it around. You float. And then you walk up to the top. And then you add all the ingredients. And you make it delicious. You know. Whereas. With a regular person, it might be a little, little more boring. Nobody likes that. Uh, this movie is set in Paris. I have been to Paris. Some of my earliest memories, I was sitting underneath the Eiffel Tower. My mom had just gotten me, um, I was like, what, four, five, something like that. And I was in Paris. And I'll never forget this. I got this, uh, they were selling these mini Eiffel Tower glowy things like right? it's like glass plasticky kind of a thing you know i i didn't really in particular care i had oreos i was sitting underneath the eiffel tower it was all lit up it was nighttime and i was looking up and my mom had gotten me this four pack of oreos and she was just like here snack on this and watch you know and she gave me this tiny little glow up eiffel tower and it would like change into green and red and blue yellow pink all of the colors and as I'm sitting there eating the Oreos, I'm trying to get the, like, one of the last ones. They're kind of like, there's like a cardboard thing in the middle or whatever. And you kind of have to, like, slide them off. So I slide it off and I accidentally knock down the Eiffel Tower thing. This thing is so fragile, it, like, completely breaks, like, in half. But it's still glowing. So all we had to do was, like, reattach it. And I was just like, eh, who cares? I have my Oreos. And I was just looking at the Eiffel Tower. It was so beautiful. It was really cool to see in person. And I like that. It's kind of one of my earliest memories. And I, I want to go back there and eat Oreos and uh, look at it. But there's something about French or, 
you know, and particularly Paris cuisine about food. It's so high sophisticated. It's so um, perfect. You're not going to get a, a burger at one of these big, big restaurants. Or maybe you will. I, I, how would I know? But what I'm trying to say is that it's like small portions, but the flavor and the the attention to detail and the eloquence and the blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? It's high class eating, you know? It doesn't taste great, you know? It might not be as good. But supposedly the best chefs in the world work on this and curate these foods and they make it at such a small portion so that way they can serve you more and more and more of different types of meals. Or so I've heard. Or so I, I, I would hope. You know, I don't think that the small little serving plate size is a, is a whole meal. And for the longest time, that's how I always imagined Paris. It's just like high society. It's always just somebody... All these beautiful people in Paris and they're all drinking wine and smoking uh, cigarettes and they're all wearing berets and there's a mime. And there's a flower place right across the street and you run up, you buy some flowers, you go to a cafe, you drink some coffee, you get some grapes, some cheese, bread, more wine, another cigarette. And you see just everything going on over there. And this movie not doesn't really capture it or illustrate it that well of what I thought it was of what I thought it would be and instead it became something better than what I thought or what I had imagined and it kind of became my newfound standard for the city for the for that place that that particular uh, area of France and now, when I think about it, I just imagine a beautiful sunset, and you're just looking at the Eiffel Tower like Remy, and you're just admiring it. You just fall in love with it, you know? How can you not? It's it's Paris. It's what everybody... It's one of those cities that everybody loves, that everybody wants to go to, that everybody uh, holds as something that you got to check off the bucket list, you know? <laughs> And I definitely think it's it's got a special place in my heart, not only as an early memory, but as something that, like an achievement, kind of like a, if I'm here, you know, if I can afford to be here, if I can do these things, if I can go on adventures out there in Paris, if I can get in a moped and just like ride around the city and have fun, then I feel like everything is going to be, everything's cool, you know, I've I've lived in a moment and I've had a good a good time and I'm I'm being somebody who I want to be and much like the movie that's what Remy feels you know he was somewhere in France I don't know where some random old woman's house and then he comes to the biggest city in the world just happens to come across uh get lost in the sewers and end up in Paris um and he comes across Gusteau's which is well, it was a five-star restaurant in its heyday. It got knocked down to three stars, but it's still up. It's still running. It's still doing its thing. It's still killing it. And Remy comes across it when it's kind of on its last legs, kind of trying to survive in the city. And the five-star restaurants are so next level. They're so elite. 
there's so many things that go into it. I remember watching this movie, Burnt, with Bradley Cooper and Sienna Miller. Um, another movie, spoiler alert. Uh, and it's not really even a spoiler. It's just about Bradley Cooper going to Paris. He meets Sienna Miller. He hires her as a chef. They open a restaurant together and they try to be like a, a five-star Michelin restaurant or whatever, you know? And that's like the whole premise of the movie. And there's all kinds of things that go into it. Like um, if a critic comes in, he'll come into the restaurant, he'll sit down, he'll uh, order like everything on the menu or like uh, he'll order an appetizer, get some drinks. They'll time how long it takes for you to get the drinks, how long it takes for you to come back for the order. Um, they'll put a spoon or fork or some sort of ut uh, utensil on the floor. They'll place it. They won't drop it. They won't do nothing. None of that. They'll place it so that way it stays quiet. And then the the staff have to like recognize like, oh, he's missing a fork. Where is it? It's on the floor. And that's how you the the attention to detail is so high. It's so precise that outside of that, you you'll you'll never be. Uh, five star you'll never be perfect you'll never be this idea of what they decide to be um high class dining fine dining you know five star uh fine dining and i kind of was just like who cares just make good food you know make it greasy make it sloppy make it you know make it healthy make it this just make it good you know make it flavorful and uh be genuine to the craft of it and you'll find success you know the fast food restaurants aren't going out of business anytime soon are they the greatest in quality probably not you know there's there's always another spot there's always another place there's always another you know there's there's a billion starbucks but there's always another place to get coffee there's uh a lot of other places to eat burgers, pizza, chicken and stuff. So it doesn't have to be just that one thing. And that doesn't mean that fast food is necessarily all bad. It's not terrible. It's, you know, it can be flavorful. It can be nice. Sometimes it can be good. But, you know, I grew up on it. I, sometimes I like certain foods from certain places. And I like certain things from other places, you know. And that flavor will always last with me. It'll always kind of be like a little nostalgic. And um, it'll remind me of a time in my life where I was like a kid and I got like a Happy Meal or I got this or I ate that or whatever, you know. And no matter what kind of like next level or high class uh, dining, if it's not good or if it doesn't have the... What I like in it, then it's garbage, you know. It, it just feels like they're they're trying to make something more when it's really not that big of a deal. Or if it's, it's food, you know. A full stomach's a full stomach. And what you eat doesn't necessarily always matter, I guess. Except for those that really want to experience the, the high... Uh, high levels of food of taste it's really difficult to to figure out right because there are certain foods that are really expensive but i don't know how 
you know, is the is the price worth it, you know? So they give you like a small portion of it and you're like, wow, it's really fruit, it's really delicious and it's got this great flavor and texture and blah 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 blah. But compared to like a regular steak, is this veal or is this is this steak better or is it worse or can there, is there even really that big of a difference? It's meat, you know, it's it's beef. So yeah, that's those are my feelings on the on the five star thing. But in the movie, it's about trying to get get it back. They were once great, but now they're they've fallen. They're they're in this middle ground where it's like we could get closed, we could ruin the legacy of a great cook, of a great chef, and we're tarnishing this restaurant. We're hanging on by a thread. We we don't know if we're gonna make it to tomorrow we don't know if the next meal we give somebody is going to be their worst one yet and it's always about how can we make uh the best food and service the people and that's what's so weird about it is who gets to decide who are these you know everybody's i feel like everybody's tastes are everybody's tastes are different everybody f doesn't taste the same foods in the same way nobody's gonna like exactly the things that you like and even if they do maybe there's something else that they uh prefer that you don't like you know and so on and so forth so who really gets to make the decision who's perfectly equipped or who's who has the perfect palate to decide that like oh yeah this is perfect or this is bad like it's all opinion-based everybody has their own uh flavors and tastes and and things that they enjoy you know i i'm not a fan of like squeaky texture you know like maybe um like a, a green bean that's like squeaky and you're like you know you you get in your teeth and you're just like you're chewing it and it's just squeaky i hate that kind of texture but i eat it because i i eat my greens i like my greens and Maybe somebody else out there likes it. You know, maybe somebody else is like, wow, that's how you know it's fresh or it has this great, uh, it's it's really uh, perfect for cooking and it'll give you the right nutrients and whatnot. But for me, I just, I, I hate that texture, but I, I do eat it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. So at the end of the movie, we're like the final monologue of uh, the critic, Anton Ego. He talks about what it what it means to be a critic, what it means to be a chef, how how different the roles are. You know, you you give so much of your of your craft, of your life, of your work to feed people. You know, your your job is to give them a meal, give them something that they can uh that that keeps them alive essentially, you know. And the critic, all he has to do is say, yeah, it sucks. And that's it. Like, that's not, that's not fair. I put my heart and soul into this pizza. And you're going to tell me that it's just mid? Like, come on. This, this pizza is delicious. My pizza is delicious. And it's all depending on 
who you ask. Some people would be like, this is the best slice of pizza in New York. And somebody else would be like, no, this is the best slice of pizza in New York. Or this one, this one, you know, there's so many. There's such a, a vast, uh, a huge variety of slices of pizzas and styles that it's, you can't, you can't just say that like, oh, this person is absolutely wrong or this person's absolutely right. And you can't take away somebody else's right to be like, I like this style and I like this specific place. Well, that place isn't that good. This place is really, really good because look at the reviews and look at the this and look at the that. And you have to, you have to kind of figure out where's the sweet spot for you. It's like, um... That guy who found out about the 3.5 on uh, Chinese restaurants or like, yeah, Chinese restaurants. He was like, the food is going to be really good, but the service is going to be terrible. So that's why it gets a 3.5 rating. And that's how you know these are the good places to get Chinese food. Stuff like that, you know. you The critics don't like the restaurant because they don't service them, but the food is amazing. So they give it a bigger, a big boost. The food is really delicious. So it, it was always kind of like this balance of like uh, unexpected with the movie, you know? Nobody knows it's this rat. And once it's revealed to the, I don't know, uh, uh, the antagonist, he's he's the one who kind of like is the challenge that the uh, the Remy and um, Linguini kind of have to overcome to make Gusteau's restaurant a really big success. And when he kind of tells everybody that I want, I look forward to what they do because they, they make great food. And uh, it's it's not about where you come from or who you are or, or any of that. It's just about being able to to do what you love and to put it out there and accept criticism and accept that when life throws throws you, uh, you know, gives you lemon, you make lemonade, something like that, I think. So those are kind of my thoughts on the movie. That's what I like about it. And because Thanksgiving is coming up, I thought that this would be a good uh, movie to touch on. It's a, it's really a wholesome family movie. And I, I mean, you can't beat that theme song. Yeah, I don't. I don't know it by heart, per se, but, you know, I get the melody and I like it. So, uh, yeah, and Thanksgiving's all about family and it's all about um, it's all about food and it's all about connections, it's all about friends, it's about coming together and being a part of something, you know, being accepted for who you are and what you love. And I think we all really need that in our lives. So... Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching on the YouTube. I really appreciate it so, so much. And I will see you guys all next time. Thank you.